Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Zesty Zoi pod. Today, I'm joined by two guests, actually, for the first time. And these two guests have already been a guest on my podcast previously, um, Roji and Madhush. Hello, guys. What's up? What's hey. up? What's up? How's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. I guess we'll just jump right into our usual MVA talk. And yeah. I guess starting with the big news, or not really big news, but the Lakers are on a three-game winning streak. Um, like, do you, like what do you guys feel about that? Do you think they could somehow like avoid the play-in? And see, the, the thing whole situation. Is, I I can see the Lakers like winning the whole thing, but I can also see the Lakers getting uh, bounced in the first round. It has nothing to do against like the talent on the Lakers. It just might be a health thing and a chemistry thing, right? Because like I think no matter like how like good LeBron is, if he's not healthy, he's not healthy. You know what I mean? But um. <laughs> It's hard to say because uh, when uh, players come back like so like late into the season, you don't really know if they're actually healthy or like if they're just coming back to like save the season to say. You know what I mean? So it's really hard to say. I guess only time will tell. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking like, yeah, that's basically it. Like it also depends like for me, the big case with Lakers is that if they go into the player or not. Because, like, one of the matchups, like, I guess it's my bias, but I really want to see uh, Lakers versus um, Golden State Yo, matchup. I want, I want to see that, too, man. Yeah. Like, as a Golden State fan, I don't want to see it. But as an NBA fan, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's pretty epic. Yeah. You know, honestly, so, I'm pretty sure that might be, like, the highest viewing game of, like, the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, like, single elimination, pretty much. Exactly. And seeing, like, LeBron and Curry go off one more time would be pretty nice, in my opinion. You know, when the Blazers won yesterday, bro, it would have been, like, set. Because then today the Mavericks play, like, the Raptors, right? The Raptors aren't playing Larry uh, Boucher, Trent, Siakam, Van Vliet, and Anobi. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's basically, like, guaranteed that, like, Dallas will finish with a 50. Yeah, Dallas is pretty much set. And Portland has to beat the Nuggets. But um, that's, like, I thought the whole thing for Portland to win yesterday just because, like, I don't, I don't have a problem with LeBron making the playoffs, which is that that matchup would be so epic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, do you guys think Lakers will win the last two games? I think so. I think so. Maybe Indiana comes out of nowhere, but I, I think, like, that's, like, I think I still, I'd rather bet on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Like, their matchup, just looking at it now, like, Pacers and Pelicans, like, I think they have a pretty good chance. Yeah, Pelicans are out, so Pacers is pretty much the only actual match. Mm-hmm. But, but then it also on Portland. Yeah, because at this point, their fate isn't in the Lakers' hands anymore. Because if Portland wins one, mm-hmm. we only have one game left. If they win their game against the Nuggets, it's over. And the Lakers are in the play-in. And also, the Mavs win today, but it's the Raptors. So, they can either win by 40 or lose by, like, five, right? So Very true. Like, what would happen if Portland and Lakers tie? Like, how is the tiebreaker decided? Uh, Portland was the tiebreaker. Oh, I see. Is it because it's, like, just, like, right. seasonal match? Yeah, yeah, basically, they beat the Lakers this season. And then Dallas wins the season at tiebreaker also. Hmm, makes sense. But honestly, here's the thing. Here's another thing too, right? Even if, even if the Lakers don't make the play-in, you're still getting Clippers-Lakers first round, I think. So it's still a pretty good match regardless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh, interesting. Oh, yeah, because third six seed. Oh. Yeah, as long, as long as the Nuggets... Uh, I think the, I don't think the Nuggets will tank their... Thing because I'm actually thinking about this. There's actually not much motivation to actually play your players. Like if you're the Nuggets or Clippers, there's not much motivation to actually play your guys for this last round because if you're the Clippers, I mean you're not going to move up and catch the Suns, right? And if you're the Nuggets, um, 
there's no benefit to playing the Lakers or the um well actually who the, the Nuggets would play so right today if it ended right now they play the Mavericks if yeah. it didn't they'll play the Blazers so there's no, no really difference in that match so there's no reason for the Nuggets to play their guys on the last game of the season and the Clippers similarly because why would you like play all your guys to you know why would you want to play the Lakers first round and you just rest your guys because that's what you're planning to do anyway you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah I agree with that yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a thing of like being scared of the Lakers or anything. Actually, it is a bit of that. The thing is, like, you're playing the rest of your guys anyway, so why would you go out of your way to not rest them so you play the Lakers? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Do you guys like for? I guess since we're only talking about Lakers and Warriors right now, like for the other play-ins, the Grizzlies and the Spurs, like, do you guys feel like could they possibly sneak in or? Honestly, honestly, as like a Warriors fan, I want to say no. But as an NBA fan, I still think the Warriors have a higher chance than the Grizzlies just because they have way more like experience, and not even just like like you know Curry, Draymond, Looney—they've all been there before. But also, um, I just think the Warriors roster is just constructed better than the Grizzlies when it comes to like playing off of their best player. Like when I watch Grizzlies games, I don't feel like John Morant's actually being used. It's like. 100% to how he should be used. And I think it's just like a bunch of good players trying to play together. While the Warriors is like, it's Steph and a bunch of like average players. I think Wiggins is pretty good. But they have like more chemistry since they're playing with that roster, like, you know, the whole season, right? Whereas the Grizzlies, they're so deep that it's hard for them to, you know what I'm saying? Like, take building that chemistry, especially as young players, is going to take like a longer time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Like, from my like point of view, I kind of want to say, like, don't sleep on the Spurs. I don't know. I, I really like the roster still. Yeah, I'd say that too. And also, like, the record's a bit deceiving because they've had the hardest schedule for the last, like, two months. So, yeah. that's another thing too. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone on their team is pretty much healthy. I think minus um, White. Derek White. Derek White yeah. and I think one other person. I don't know who it is. Because, mm-hmm. like, having, like, DeJounte Murray and DeRozan and even, like, like being the sophomore Kendall the Johnson and like Purtle, like all those guys, like they've been like yeah. pretty much like balling out like on their own. So like it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I was actually looking at uh Jakob Purtle and, and I was like thinking like damn man, if we kept him on the Raptors, like, we'd be so set. Cause I remember I was looking at his first two seasons of the Raptors, like his production literally doubled. And then right when he got traded to the Spurs, like I think he's playing better, but like the points production isn't as increasing as much anymore. So I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, if we kept Purtle, man, we would have been so set for this season because you'd have such a good center. Mm-hmm. Like his defense has been pretty nice too this year. Yeah, I think he does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Yeah, but we got a ring because of him. So yes, I know. <laughs> so you can't really be too mad. But I wonder if he could have fleeced uh, the Spurs a bit more. <laughs> nah, I, don't think so. <laughs> I think we already did enough with like DeRozan and just Purtle for getting like Kawhi. Like that was probably like the most worst of all. And even like Danny Green coming out of that trade was very yeah. well. I-, I just wonder if he could have done like. Uh... Like Kawhi, if you did DeRozan and like Delon Ray, I wonder if they would have taken that. But I don't think so because Delon Ray is like a low pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want Delon Ray back on the Raptors, man. That guy is like so good. I don't, I don't want to see him on. Like I, I don't, I don't. The Kings are like a mystery in their own. But with De'Aaron Fox and like Kyle Burton being there, I don't want Delon Ray to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Um, I guess let's switch over to the Eastern Conference, uh, which is, I guess, a bit less flashy. Like, because right now for the play, and it's basically just the Hornets and Pacers and Celtics, I guess. Like, do you guys... Like, yeah, I, guess, I see... Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, do, do you guys see, um, 
like I guess the Wizards or Pacers, do you think they'll make some noise? A hundred percent. I just don't don't see the Celtics, especially after losing Jalen Brown. Like you can't, I can't say in confidence that they're gonna win like even one playing game. You know what I mean? Mm. Just because, like, I think that that team is so like star studded. Like they depend on their stars so much that like I can't say like a hundred percent that they're gonna make it on the plane. I could easily see like let's say the Hornets and the Melody Ball just goes off, Hayward comes back, Rozier goes off. Like, what are the Celtics gonna do to that? They don't have an answer. You know what I mean? Like, even offensively, Tatum can't do it all by himself, and like Kemba Walker, like he's inconsistent, right? And once you once you're there, then you got to play the Wizards, right? I, I think the Wizards are gonna beat the Pacers, but um, like I, I don't I don't know if the Celtics gonna hang and like. Kind of sucks because I feel like Jalen Brown was there. This wouldn't even be a question, but mm-hmm. injuries suck. But then, I mean, like the Pacers and stuff could do pretty big injuries also. It's just that, like, this I think the East plan was supposed to be a lot better than it actually turned out to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, unless the Bulls come out of nowhere and just make it, then then if the Bulls come out of nowhere and make it, then like it's pretty much pick your poison. You either play like Bradley Beal and Westbrook or Mucci Mitch and Levine. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, what is that guaranteed? Like, I don't think, like, like the only case that happens if they lose their next two and Chicago wins their next two. But, yeah, like, but I, I think uh, B was injured, I think. Mm, that's true. But even, like, I feel like if it does come down to the wire, like, even if he is slightly injured, I feel like he'll play on their last game. Yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah, and also they play Cleveland, like, today. So, like, if, if they win today, it's pretty much over. But honestly, it's kind of a good thing the Bulls have been in it for this long because that way they were able to try yesterday and give the Raptors the lock for the seventh highest odds. <laughs> That's also true. Just make sure we have a chance. For yeah, man, dude, I'll, it's like, I'll, I'll give this short because if I talk about that, I'm going to go on forever. But 31% is actually, like, pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That's, like, almost, like, 31.4 is, like, one in three. It's like, I, I'll happily take those. Like, it's not, yeah. like, high enough that you can be, like, oh, we're getting this for sure. But it's not low enough you can see, like, okay, like, we're definitely not getting it. You know what I mean? So it's, like, right in that middle. But that's, like, that's honestly the best we could have gotten because the next team above us is, like, the, the Timberwolves and, like, this, we're not going to catch them. No matter what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to like just the play-in, like also how you're saying about the Celtics, I still feel like Boston will make it. It's just yeah, like I think they would, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. You know what I mean? I wouldn't bet money on it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, no, that's a fair point. Yo, you know what I just thought of? Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks and Knicks play the first round. Let's see. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think it depends on who the Heat. It's either them or the Miami Heat, but like, bro, like, if I'm the Bucks, man, I'm actually kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. Why? Like, not as a player, but as a fan, just because, like, think about it, Miami beat them last year. And then New York Knicks have one of the best defenses in all the NBA. I'm pretty sure, like, Thibodeau can figure out how to do the wall against Giannis. And I know, like, Drew Holiday is there and stuff, but they're also one of the best perimeter-defending teams in the league also. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. That'll be great. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, all of these – I think this is, like, the one year where, like, I, I could see, like, a completely random team winning the conference or even the whole championship from either side. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns come out of nowhere and win the whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Nuggets come out of nowhere and win the whole thing just because, like, this season is so, like, up in the air. Like, I think, like, remember how last season – we all thought like it was gonna be up in the air, and like we don't know who's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think this season's even more so because I would normally bet on the Nets, but Harden just came back. And I think Kyrie just went out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, they're gonna get all the chemistry together in like the, the first round of the playoffs, and it's just like 
I don't know. I think we could, I think this is gonna be one of the best playoffs we've seen in a while, to be honest. Because literally, like, I think like, I think it's so rare that every single match is gonna be a good match. Like in the East, like the first round is like Sixers, Hornets, Nets, Celtics, Bucks, Knicks. Like those are all great matches. You know what I mean? And like in the West, it's Jazz versus Warriors, Lakers versus Suns, Clippers versus Blazers. Like, bro, it's gonna be a good playoffs, man. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be pretty epic. A lot of matchups that I want to see too. Medusa, what, what matchup are you looking forward to, like the most? Oh. I can say mine after you go. Or I can say mine first. You need to decide. That's a, it's a pretty good question. Well, I already said mentioned like how for the play in, how I wanted to see thing with like Lakers and Golden State. But besides that matchup, well, that's a hard question. But like, I really want to see how the Sixers do first round. That's like like I regardless of which team they do face, I just want to see how they do because like I feel like out of everyone in the East side, they have like the highest chance of stopping Brooklyn. So I just want to see their defensive production and everything and see how they do. Yeah, because thing is like I think with the Sixers is just like um they have like the almost the if you want to beat Brooklyn, their roster is probably like the best way to do it. Like instead of trying to like outscore them or anything, you just have a, a, a very tall guard who can who's always gonna be a mismatch for Kyrie or Harden. Mm-hmm. And you have a, a dominant center, which is the one thing that Brooklyn Nets don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, I mean, unless you can't break Blake Griffin. But, like, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, the best way to it, – it targets both of their weaknesses and it attacks them very aggressively. Whereas, you look at, like, the Bucks, like, I think Giannis, sure, you can put him at the center, but Drew Holiday isn't exactly a mismatch. And even if Drew Holiday plays on, like, Kyrie or Harden, the other guy's going to be guarded by Chris Middleton, who's, like, a oh, – you know, he's a decent defender, but he's not, like, Drew Holiday level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, like, the Nets and Sixers, I'm pretty confident in saying that's going to be the Eastern Conference Finals. But – um. We'll see. I think any of these teams could come out of nowhere. Definitely. I think yeah. so. How about you, Stanley? What do you think? Yeah, I think the, I guess the match I'm most excited for is, I guess, hopefully we'll get it in like the second or third round. Though. Hopefully it'll be Clippers and Nuggets rematch. Clippers and Nuggets rematch, eh? Yeah, the, the playoff P redemption arc. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think the Clippers are going to be a lot better t- this time around. I feel like when, uh, if Kawhi and like uh, Paul George are going on those scoring droughts, just missing a lot of shots, they can just sub in Rondo and just have him create a play. And like one out of three times it work, and then they'll probably just get the roster juicing again. They didn't yeah. have that last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's all the issues with the roster too, but they definitely got better. Yeah, it could be a pretty good chance that will be like Clippers against Mavericks or Nuggets, which should be a pretty good rematch. And yeah, mm-hmm. if it's against the Mavericks, like I guess, I guess Luca will. Wants the revenge against, I guess, I know, right? Patrick Beverly. If it, ended to, if, it, if it ended today, it would be Clippers versus Blazers. And imagine Dame hits that shot again. Yeah. Oh, and Paul, Paul George. That'd be crazy. <laughs> like, right now, yeah, my Clippers... think of Paul George. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, Clippers are still my favorite for, like, making it out of the West. So, like, I don't know. Like, even if they do get upset, I wouldn't even mind. Like, it just depends how they get upset. Yeah, I think the thing is the Clippers are like my guy too for the Western Conference, just because there's less like question marks about them. You know what I mean? Like it's not because they're actually the best team; it's because there's less like the concerns. Like all the like they can address some of their playmaking concerns from last year, and then you know, like I could bet that one of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George isn't going to perform how they badly they did last year, right? Especially in the last couple games against the Nuggets, right? Whereas every other team has a question mark, right? Lakers is injuries, Warriors is like. Could Stefan like Wiggins do it all? Blazers is uh you know same as last year. Mavericks, um, they didn't get much better. Nuggets don't have Jamal and Jazz and Suns are new to this, right? Especially the Suns, right? 
So yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, I I uh, I just realized that dude, Rudy Gobert actually got a lot better at perimeter defending. But like, if they play Steph first round, I don't think that's really gonna matter against Steph. But uh, I don't know. I think Rudy Gobert, like, uh, uh, yeah. Honestly, I remember. I think I talked with Stan last time that uh, I thought Donovan Mitchell was MVP. But actually, while, after watching with Rudy Gobert, I think like it could be either one of those two, just because like he's yeah. just that good. I think he's gotten a lot better at the perimeter. Yeah. Oh yeah, Roji didn't say. I guess you're. Most anticipated matchup. Oh, all right, right. So in the East, it's uh, Sixers. Okay, so if it's a like guaranteed match, like the one that happened in the first round is Bucks versus Knicks. And if it's on uh, the West, I'll probably say um, whoever the Blazers play. Because I've been watching a lot of Blazers games. So today we Blazers and Nuggets. And Blazers are just like, they're just like, like it, their guys just hit so many tough shots that it's actually kind of unbelievable. Like, like they actually don't have that many offensive schemes, but since Dame and CJ are so good, they don't really need any. And it's just like wow, like I can't believe like a roster like that actually like does very well. And like that's something that does translate to the playoffs because like, no matter what you do, like you can't you can't scheme you can't scheme for a team that doesn't have a scheme. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's like I guess that makes sense. Because like all they can do is double team. They can't really do anything else. And CJ and especially Norman Bauer are playing well. Then like mm-hmm. that's not really gonna work as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, how about what do you think of like Nurkic coming back and everything? Yeah, he looks good. He's looking really good. I think he's, I think sometimes he does like a lot of silly fouls, but I think he's looking really good. And especially the whistle's gonna tighten the playoffs, so I'm not really too concerned about the fouling. Right. Like, did you notice that there was like a little bit like a center controversy for a bit, like with a like, canter and thing? Nurkic. Oh, like you mean like a mismatch, like a, a fit thing? No, like, who was going to be their starting center for, like, a little bit? It looks like it's going to be Nurkic now, but, like, just, like, a few weeks before the playoffs. Yeah, like, I think, yeah, like, I think, like, if you, if you go Cantor, you're pretty much going all in on offense. If you go into Nurkic, like, you're pretty much, like, hoping that Nurkic can at least somehow that might anchor their defense. And I think it should be Nurkic just because, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not going to get as many offensive boards or, like, he's not going to be as aggressive as Cantor is, but I think they really need that kind of anchor. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I think, but I think Nurkic is also better defensively. So there's also that aspect of it too, and also passing too. So they may need that more than offensive rebounds. Yeah, yeah. I guess fun facts. Um, yeah, I think Cantor for I guess the last few months or whatever has been fasting, but now mm-hmm. it's pretty much over. So, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, how his performance changes, and it could change right before the playoffs and cause. Maybe he'll be able to start or something like last year, I guess. Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm like, curious to see. It ended uh, yesterday, so. Yeah. Wait, when's the next Blazers game? Today or tomorrow? Uh, no, there's only one Blazers game left, I think, on Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Okay, okay. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe we might see yeah, more counters that game. Nuggets. Yeah. 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 But I also think um, you can afford to play a canter against... Uh, actually, no, you might want to play Nurkic against Jokic just because mm-hmm. you, you might need a defense there. But yeah, I think like the only the only team I'm kind of like not too excited to watch, and it's not nothing against the team. It's just that after Jamal Murray went down, it's kind of hard to get too excited for Nuggets games, just because like like if they lose, you're always gonna think like, damn, what if they had Jamal Murray? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is a big factor right there. Yeah, that's why it's like for a lot of these teams, injuries like thing mm-hmm. losing like Jalen Brown and then them losing Jamal Murray. Yeah, and they lost Jalen Brown. Such a bad time too. Like really the worst possible time. 
Because it's going to cut into the offseason, too. Yeah. And also, like, it's not like they can tank or anything, either. Because they're already way too far high up there. I don't think they should tank, though. But even if they wanted to, they don't, don't, they don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess another question for you guys. Like, since the Suns are, I guess, a relatively new team, like, and they're guaranteed to play a play-in team, like, like, do you guys see, like, who do you guys see the Suns beating possibly to come out of the play-in? Like, and who Honestly, do you think like, they lose to? Um, I think they could definitely beat the Grizzlies or the Spurs, right? Um, I think the Lakers will definitely have a lot of trouble against just because I don't think, um, I was watching the Suns and Lakers game and um, Aiden has trouble against Anthony Davis, right? So that'll be a problem. And also, right. um, I think the Warriors are like a wild card. They can play very well, but they might just get like kind of beaten. So like that might be a team like you're not really like, scared about, but you're not like you don't look at that game like okay, this is an easy win. You know what I mean? Whereas the Lakers, like okay, that's something you got to be concerned about. And I think I think if they play the Lakers, I think my game plan would be um, just double team AD and just if LeBron goes off and you just scheme for it the next game. You know what I mean? Because like I think it's I think it's better to like counter the guy that you know is going to dominate than the guy who like if he dominates um it might be more due to like passing or like something else than like you know just running into the paint and just abusing like eight and you know what i mean well not abusing you know what i mean just like take attacking that line of defense yeah i think what i see what you mean but like i feel like Lakers still have like a lot of offensive options like depending on like how shooter and like kuzma and all them do like Still yeah, I don't think shooter, I don't, shooter might not be there. Shooter might not be there. But I think the thing with the, the Lakers is just like, like I, I get what you mean, but I, I'm not saying it's going to work, but I'd say like, I'd rather do that and double LeBron. Because if you double LeBron, then Anthony Davis is wide open. Mm. I guess that's also true. You, well, have to double, you, got, you don't have to double somebody. Mm. I, just I think, guess, yeah, look, yeah, go ahead. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think it matters. I, I don't really care. I, I just think the Lakers will sweep the Suns no matter what. Oh, I just like think it's that, that much of a mismatch. Yeah, if AD and LeBron are healthy. It's it's actually a huge mismatch, even though oh. they have CP3. Yeah, it's, that's a problem. It's, it's just, I don't that's know. That's a problem. Lakers are too stacked. But I still think Phoenix that's a problem because like, I think like, they uh, win at least one game, but I think the issue is Anthony Davis. Like, if it was just LeBron, it wouldn't be that bad, but Anthony Davis just, I mean, I was just watching the game. He just like, Literally just like going at at Aiden like he wasn't even there, and it's just such a problem. But like, what if Aiden can shape and up like, and like no matter who you Aiden. double team, you're gonna be a little. Yeah, that's the thing. But if you do that, you're leaving Braun open. But I'm not gonna lie, I'd rather leave Braun open than AD just because like we know Aiden's gonna, uh, we know that AD's gonna like you know he has a bad mismatch for Aiden, whereas LeBron like I don't know like who's gonna guard LeBron like, then? I guess Mikael Bridges. I don't know, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think that's the best offensive, the defensive option for guarding LeBron. Oh man! Yeah, that... yeah, that's actually yeah, I think even I think good point, Stanley. Yeah, if it's it was like, the Jazz, if it was the if it was the Jazz, then that's a different story. But yeah, go ahead, Stanley. Yeah, it's like I just don't see them guarding both LeBron and AD with a bunch of other pretty good role players that have experience in the playoffs. Like it's mm-hmm. like for other teams, I guess like the Clippers and I guess other contenders, they have like people to like at least contain both of them. But for a team like the Suns, like I th- I don't think 
I don't think they're, I think, I don't think they're good for this matchup with like two superstars. Mm-hmm. Like it's two superstars. Yeah, I think yeah. they could do two superstars if one of them is a perimeter player. But um, right. if both of them are perimeter players, like if they match up against the Clippers, then I can actually see that working because um, you don't have to worry about the paint. The paint is the issue, right? Because that's where Aiden's kind of uh, weaknesses come more into light. And that's why I'd say the Jazz, I think, are a lot better matchup for the Lakers than the Suns are. Doesn't mean they're going to win. I think it's a better matchup just because Gobert, like, I do trust him to guard AD. And also um, with Braun, like, just send the double team and just leave the role player open. And that's probably the best you're going to get. Hmm. That's fair, yeah. But, like, just going back to the play and like, if it is a, like, a Lakers versus Golden State matchup, who do you think would win that? I, I'm going to do, Shane, you know I'm a Golden State fan, so I'm not going to answer this question, but you probably can guess who's going to win that. <laughs> oh, man. How about you, Stanley? You want to answer it? It's obvious. I know. It's the Lakers. Like, who's gonna guard AD? <laughs> Looney. <laughs> you, definitely put, you could definitely put Wiggins on. You could definitely put Wiggins on Braun and like hope he scores like five less points than usual. But I don't know who's gonna guard AD. Yeah, now that I think about it, have no. I guess Draymond. Like, yeah, like Kevon Looney is like pretty good defensively, and you could put. Oh yeah, yeah. You do have an option. Like it's not gonna necessarily work. Like it will definitely work like a little bit, but it's not gonna like stop them. You know what I mean? Like I could dream on Kevalu could do a decent job, but then again, like then you can't double Brown anymore. Like I, I think uh, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I think the Warriors defensively are a better matchup with the Lakers than the Suns, but the offense is the issue. Mm. But like, if, there's only so much Steph can do. If Steph can do like 49 points in like three quarters, but I feel like that should be enough to like. I don't know. Like, yeah, but that's like such a roll of dice. Like, it's Golden State. Like, I watch a lot of their games. Like, I actually definitely think they can win the playoff, win that match because it's just one game. Like, anything can happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's definitely possible. And as a fan, I could definitely say that. Even as, like, a not a fan, it's definitely – anything can happen in a one-game, like, series, right? But um, they need to be, like, ready for that game. And, and you're pretty much hoping that stuff drops, like, 40 points plus. Yeah, Maybe. But I just think the Warriors, Warriors are still like way too young, like, and I don't know. I don't. I don't think Wiggins will step up. <laughs> I don't have good confidence in him. Yes. Oh man, I remember somebody calling him what Maple Jordan. I think for Wiggins. Yeah. I, th- I think he's more like Putin Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, if he can't go off, a... like, I think that's like the biggest aspect. Like, if you can have Steph going off and like someone like let's say Wiggins or even Kelly Oubre going off, then. I actually I don't like, think Kelly Oubre is going to play much this playoffs. You don't think so? I think they're having, they're having way too much chemistry with the eight-man rotation. I don't think they're going to risk it for, like, a one-game series. Hmm, I see. Because, you know, I was like, I've been watching more Golden State games. So like, they're, they're playing, like, the motion offense now. Like, you know, the motion offense. They need to play the play and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think Kelly Oubre is, like, not as, like, his passing. Like, if he doesn't know, like, when to pass and who to pass to, I don't think they're going to risk it. They might just play Kelly Oubre at the bench. Yeah, I noticed. I think like when he came off his like hand injury, they can't had him coming off the bench. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. But yeah, I think yeah. I think like the Warriors. Like, you, like I, I could say one thing though. I don't think the Grizzlies even have a chance against the Lakers. To be honest, mm. they just don't have anyone that can just provide that scoring output to match LeBron and AD. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like, if you have like Valanciunas, Jaron Jackson, uh, you, and, like, I don't think Valanciunas is going to do anything against uh, Anthony Davis. Maybe like uh, I haven't seen a Memphis Lakers game, so can't really tell. I think that, like, the way to 
beat the Lakers is uh, you need to have good perimeter play and uh, interior defense and at least one perimeter, good perimeter defense, uh, perimeter um, like offensive option. So that's why the Clippers are a decent matchup, not an amazing one. Because you don't have to worry about Anthony Davis in the paint, right? Because they have um, Thingamajiggy, they have uh, Kawhi and Paul George. Mm-hmm. But um, if your main option is like one of them is a guard who can't shoot as well as the others, and one of them is in the interior, this could be a hard win. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, I yeah, I guess one thing before we conclude this episode of the podcast, like, like who who do you think will be the one player to step up during this playoffs? Starting, I guess, starting with you, Roji. Uh, one player to step up. Like, who do you think um, will make okay, a step I'm up? More from each, I'm one from each conference. I'm yeah. more from each conference. Like last so, year was uh, Jimmy Butler. I think I West. Right, yeah, and then I guess from the West it's probably just Anthony Davis, but I think from the East it's probably going to be um, you know what? I think this is Giannis's shot. I think this is the year Giannis steps up. He finally has a mid range shot, and th- this if he gets, I think if we beat the Knicks, I could see them going all the way because that's a that's a pretty hard matchup because of defense. So I think today this is Giannis's year, mm-hmm. and I think from the West it's probably going to be um. I think Donovan Mitchell. I think this is his time. He's been there in the playoffs so many times. Not so many times, enough times that I think he has experience now. And this is his chance. Hmm. Those are good choices for sure, yeah. Um, I guess I... All right, uh, let's see. Um, all right, so let me go West first. But, like, I really want to say for West, um, I have Kawhi going off. Like, I just feel like after, like, last year's playoff performance, I feel like he really wants to redeem himself. And like, just go off as much as he can. Like, hopefully, pull like another final MVP performance, just like throughout the whole entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, if he can do what he did, like with Toronto, with like the Clippers, then I can see like no one stopping him, kind of thing. So that's why I'm saying him for the West, and then for the East, like like you said, Stanley about how Jimmy Butler went off last year. I feel like he can still have that repeat performance this year. So I want to see Jimmy Butler going off again for the playoffs, just because like I feel like he had like the squad and like they have more time to develop their chemistry. So I definitely could see him going off. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine Tyler Hero doesn't <laughs> like hasn't played well this whole year and then this playoffs he just turns into like Kobe Bryant. Bubble yeah. hero again. <laughs> like if that happens then it's pretty much cons- I'm pretty much convinced Tyler Hero is a playoff player and he doesn't try during the regular season. <laughs> That's yeah, the only that explanation at that point. That would be fun to see. How about you, Stanley? Who was your yeah. two pick? Yeah, I guess for the East, um, I pretty sure for me it'd be James Harden. Like he's been going off the whole season, and mm-hmm. and I, I just think he finally he actually wants a ring now. He sees his opportunity, and it's basically, mm-hmm. his, I could say it's it could be one of maybe his last chance, given that he just got injured and he knows like I don't know I don't know how long the super team will last, but it yeah, could honestly, be one of his I'm last not gonna chances. lie. I got, I got, I kind of have the same feeling. I think this is Brooklyn only has one or two shots to prove themselves. And yeah. after that, like, people, people might just leave. And also, like, Harden, like, I think this is the role he wants to play. You know what I mean? I don't think he wants to be that guy who just backpacks his team and just scores everything mm-hmm. because then he can't do anything on the other end. This is Harden's best role. Honestly, apart from Kyrie, everyone's in their optimal roles. So, like, this is their best chance. And if they can't do it in the next two years, then, like, it's going to be hard to do it after yeah, basically, if they can't do it this year, it'll be like 
their mentals will be affected really badly and next year will be like their final shot because if you can't do it for yeah. two years in a row then yeah because no i point. think by year two you can say like okay the chemistry thing's not an excuse anymore we've been mm-hmm. team for this long we had a full off season there's nothing you can say anymore and this year you can say certain stuff but next year there's absolutely nothing you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's kind of like the whole okc trio in a way right Kind of, like, but the next level. It's kind of like um Golden State. Yeah, I OKC guess. had a lot of chances though. They had like 2012, 13. I think that I think they got injured for one year, but they had at least like three or four chances. But I think this team really only has like one or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I guess for the West for me it would be probably Luka Doncic. Oh. I, I I don't know because like last year it feels like he got robbed by the Clippers, and then mm-hmm. and maybe this year his I don't know he'll. Is Porzingis healthy? Yeah, he's so. out. Yeah. Yo, yo, if I'm the Mavericks, I'm not playing him a single game until the playoffs, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, this is your chance to have a healthy Porzingis. Like, I don't think he's like, I think he just came back from an injury and he's been like doing pretty well. Like, honestly, like, yo, don't you just like, man's doing everything on that team. Like, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like one of those players to watch. Like, he's not, like, frightening to watch because you're not really, like, I don't know, he doesn't have the athleticism to, like, put, to strike fear, but, like, you just look at the box and you're like, what the fuck? Like, how did you, oh, sorry, oh, shit. Wait, am I allowed to swords at me? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no worries. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, you just look at it like, wait, how the hell does this guy score, like, 29 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Damn. He has a very, like, quiet game. Like, you put up numbers and then you won't see it until, like, the game is done kind of thing. And you'll be like, damn, you really put up those numbers. Yeah, but that's like, and he's also really fun to watch. I love watching his like passing skills. Like if he had less turnovers, oh, would be killing. I think yeah, I think it's so many turnovers getting double teamed so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess yeah, it's pretty good conversation, pretty good points, and I guess this probably concludes the episode. This episode of the Zesty Zoe Pod. Um. Thank you, Roji. Thank you, Madush, for joining me today it was a pleasure and pretty fun talking about what we see coming in the 2021 nba playoffs yeah i'll I'll be down to i'll be down to do another one like at the cusp of the finals we can see like how accurate our predictions were yeah and and, like recap some games as well that'd be pretty cool yeah i'm looking forward to it so Mm -hmm. much man yeah um yeah so i guess that this concludes this episode of the zesty zoe pod Um, stay zesty everyone